1: Donald Trump and become the Republican nominee. As long as I'm, uh, as long as I'm in the hunt, um, that, that tells me that I have uh, that I'm seeing a pathway. The minute I don't, then I'm not just going to do this for, um, you know, just for my health.
2: So if I see a way to win, then I'll probably stay and do this some more. And if I don't see a way to win, then I probably won't keep doing this anymore. I'm not doing this because it helps my my weight or my uh, anything else. And I, I mean, what was the question again? I don't. So that was on Saturday. (laughs) And then on Sunday, if you're watching the Sunday shows, uh, this week...
3: DeSantis has canceled several media interviews he had planned for today. His campaign insists it's all a scheduling issue and says that he is moving forward with his campaign events over the course of the next few days.
2: Nothing to see here. Nothing going on. Just don't want to do this week. Also don't want to do Meet the Press. Governor DeSantis
3: had
4: committed to appear on our broadcast But pulled out of all of his scheduled Sunday show interviews late yesterday, citing a scheduling conflict.
2: And so, what I'm trying to think of is like, what emergency would have come up on a Sunday where they knew it was an emergency the night before? And I'm kind of checking out all my Florida sources. I'm like, what's going? There's no emergency going. It's not sessions not in. We didn't get attacked. You know, the Cubans aren't invading. (laughs) You know, nothing's nothing's happening. What's going on? Oh, and then the text came in Saturday afternoon. Andrew, did you see, Andrew, did you see, Andrew? Oh, well, yeah, no, I
1: I, I did. Now, over the past many months, Casey and I have traveled across the country to deliver a message of hope that decline is a choice and that we can, in fact, succeed again as a nation. Nobody worked harder and we left it all out on the field.
2: Oh, it's never good when they say past tense. (laughs) It's never good when they say past tense.
1: Now, following our second place finish in Iowa, we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign.
2: And there it is. Yeah. So, th- there was other stuff in this video. Frankly, the uh, the first three minutes of this movie were really boring. Um, <laughs> it's a five-minute movie. And the first three minutes were all about, I, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't even bother grabbing the audio. It was just all the, you know, this is the stuff we, we were doing and cared about and, you know, just... You know, I don't know. It could have been just a two-minute movie. It didn't need to be the Ridley Scott version. Uh, So he is out. That's it. All done.
1: I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises, and I will not stop now. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci, Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear.
2: It's an interesting sort of endorsement, right? Because what he says is, well, first of all, the lawfare, that's just not a term that most people use. Lawfare is waging warfare through legal means, using litigation in order to stop somebody from doing or to punish them financially typically, or time-wise, right? The idea is you can't really stop Trump, but you can make it really, really unpleasant for him, and if you do that, then you scare off a lot of the moderate voters and he can't win in the general primary. This is The theory behind why all of these lawsuits now as opposed to why all of these lawsuits not two years ago or four years ago or whatever, right? I mean, that's kind of the, all of this stuff all of a sudden, coincidentally, when he's running for re-election, you know, coincidence? I think not. Okay, so that's lawfare. That's what he's talking about. Also, not a ringing endorsement exactly, but at least consistent with kind of the position that he's taken throughout the campaign, right? Well, Trump's better than Biden, which I think is going to be how a lot of people vote. Also, I think to be fair, there's going to be a lot of people who vote, well, I guess Biden's better than Trump. I mean, that's just like, Last time. (laughs) That's what we're going to get an awful lot of. There's, there's, there now, one difference, okay, to be fair, is that there are a lot of Trump supporters who are going to go to the polls excited to vote for Trump. There are also a lot of Republicans who are going to go to the polls not excited to vote for Trump. There's going to be at least some Republicans who aren't going to go to the polls to vote for Trump at all. I don't know what they're going to do, if they're going to stay home or if they're going to. You know, write something in. Um, but on the Democrat side, I don't think there's anybody. I, I, I mean, maybe there's hard for me to picture out of the people that I know and the things that I have read and listened to, that there's anybody going excited to vote for Biden. They might be excited to vote for against Trump. That's sure, of course. And that, of course, is why the Democrats certainly prefer Trump over any other candidate. He's the one they think they can beat. I've said this from the beginning, right? DeSantis would have beat Biden. Nikki Haley destroys Biden. Okay, Trump, well, if you go in the polling now, beats Biden. eh, It's close. I mean, it's close. That's their best chance, right? Since it's kind of too late to replace Biden. So he says, and but he kind of gives that same sort of, well, you know, he's better than Biden, right? Which is not much of an endorsement. But he says, I signed
1: a pledge to support the Republican nominee and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackage formed of warmed over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents.
2: Yesteryear? Yesteryear. Yesteryear. It- we need to work on this man's vocabulary. Will- <laughs> just profligate use of words that nobody wants to hear uh that's his word right so um my kids used to say stuff like that they used to say uh next day instead of tomorrow and they just kind of had those odd little pronunciations
1: can't go back to the old republican guard of yesteryear
2: <laughs> that's just not how you say it is it and you know corporatism look i I adored Governor DeSantis. I think he's a very, very good governor. I think that Florida did things under COVID that showed the nation what should have been done. And I thank God every day that I lived in this state during COVID and still do. And his instincts about basic freedom, once he got past that very first initial, okay, well, we'll shut down things for a little bit, which they did in the beginning, and he pretty quickly realized this is a terrible way to go about having a life for a country or for a state. Anyway, so, I mean, and his philosophy, his outlook, the things he's accomplished as governor. I'm a, I'm a big DeSantis fan. But uh, I think he got pretty terrible guidance as a campaign. And I think he didn't present well sometimes. And it was, it's, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened if Trump weren't in this race. It's hard to predict. Because he has sucked all the oxygen out of the Republican world since 2015. That just is. It still to this day baffles me. It really does. I, I, I waver on Trump all the time because he's just completely incompatible with what I have always thought was good leadership, good demeanor, presidential character, you name it. And yet, well more than half of my party, thinks that he is amazeballs. <laughs> you know, that's their, like, oh, my God, he's so amazing. You know, they wear hats in support of him. And I'm like, what? And I thought he did a lot of great things. I've said this many times. I just, if you're new to the show, okay, uh, he, did ama- he did some amazing things as president. I agree. He did some terrible things as president. But he really did some amazing things. But it, I... I kind of see things Nikki Haley's way. He's changed since then. And not changed in everything, but, you know, in a lot. And I'm concerned about a couple of 80-year-olds running against each other. We've seen the decline in Biden. I think we've seen the decline in Trump. Not quite as much, but you got to put him in office and then get four more years out of him. And he's different than he was four years ago or eight years ago. So... Anyway, he says, no uh, no Nikki Haley. We got to stop her, and, uh, you know, she's the one that's got to go. The days of putting Americans last, of kowtowing to large
1: corporations, of caving to woke o- ideology are over.
2: You know, actually, when I first saw that he had dropped out, I thought, why would he drop out before New Hampshire? It, th- it didn't make any sense to me. I thought, Wednesday. I ex- I, actually, I kind of expected Wednesday. I expect that we might be done on Wednesday, that it might be down to Nikki Haley and, and, and Donald Trump, which means it's down to Donald Trump. And then I thought, you know, maybe he's dropping out because he hopes that, you know, this gives her the best, clears the field, gives her the best chance to actually win New Hampshire. I mean, she's 10 or 11 points behind, uh, 39 to 50. And I thought maybe that's it. Well, then he does the endorsement of Donald Trump. I'm like, well, he's either saying Trump and hoping Haley secretly, or this is really just to give Trump, he really doesn't, believe that Haley would be the good president, and he wants to just get her out and move on. And I think that's probably the more likely one. But uh, I don't know. This whole business of, you know, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, we're best friends now. Like when people drop out, I don't I don't get that. I don't understand that. I'm not in the habit of saying horrible things about people and then suddenly deciding that, you know, they're my best friend or whatever. Uh, you know, I... I still and always have had very serious problems with President Trump as a candidate and as a character, um, even though I recognize he had a lot of good things. And I supported him as the nominee because given the alternative, but that doesn't mean he suddenly became like this amazing, incredible person to me. I just thought he was the better alternative. And I still do think that If it, if it's Biden and Trump, I still think Trump. I have more questions today than I ever had, but same for Biden. And I've seen him for four years. So here we are. If you are a Trump supporter, I'm sure you're thrilled. I'm sure you're hoping for 2028 for DeSantis. Uh, I don't think it's... I mean, they're both from Florida, so it's not that they can't run as a team, but I don't think that's very likely. Uh, But we get two more years with DeSantis as governor. Then he'll be running as a not incumbent anymore. Maybe he runs for the Senate first. I don't know. We'll see. Meanwhile, Nikki Haley and Donald Trump are at each other's throats, which is kind of the way you expect this stuff to go. Uh, He says she's not presidential timber. She doesn't have what it takes. She's not smart enough. You know, she's doesn't have the Stuart Smalley characteristics. <laughs> did, you see, did you see what he's... I mean, this is just kind of... I mean, you have to give it to Trump. He's always entertaining, right? In a way that is so disturbing <laughs> a lot of times. But, you know, the stuff that he says is... Well, here.
5: Nikki Haley is a disaster. She is not presidential timber. Now, when I say that, that probably means that she's not going to be chosen as a vice president.
2: Right, which is what a lot of people had maybe thought that might be the way forward. I know it very well. She's not tough enough.
5: She's not smart enough. And she wasn't respected enough. She cannot do this job.
6: Good Lord, right? I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. <laughs> it is true.
2: See, it's just... Anyway, I you know... It's it's gonna be harder for me to support Trump this time around. It just is. I I, I guess I will. Compared to the alternative, that's always what elections are. I like Chris Sununu yesterday. He was asked, "Do you really, you know, do you think presidential candidates should have immunity from everything? A president should have immunity from everything, even after they leave office?" No, of course that's insane. That's the Trump position these days, right? That's you got to have immunity from everything, otherwise you can't do the presidency. And Sununu's like. No. That's crazy talk. We don't we don't have dictators in this country. They're not immune to prosecution. I mean he didn't say dictator, but that's that's the point. And then she follows up with him and says, "So you still support Trump?" Well, versus Biden, yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, yes, exactly. 523 on News Radio 923 Informative Local Dependable. How are you reacting to this news today? I mean, seriously, how are you reacting to this news today? Well, good, we get our governor back. I mean, I get that. That's I mean, that's fair. You know, we get a hundred <laughs> Democrats, it's funny because some of the Democrats are are happy that DeSantis is out because they didn't like DeSantis, but then you gotta think that through. But you get him back as governor all the time, right? And you've been complaining that he was a derelict governor, and now you're gonna get him back full blown and right doing the things that you hate for him to do. So four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty.
4: Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection.
5: N.A.S. Whiting Field is a major training facility for our United States military. It produces one of the 1,200 pilots a year and is the home to the largest air wing in the U.S. Navy and produces 100% of all Navy, Marine Corps, and Coast Guard helicopter pilots. But N.A.S. Whiting Field has a lot more to offer and makes a huge impact to our local community. Tune in today at 9 to hear what's happening at NAS Whiting Field on the Pensacola Expert Panel.
4: The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92 3 AM 1620. Join the thousands of recyclers who strive to eliminate recycling contamination every day by following the Core 4. The core four includes glass containers, plastics one and two, cardboard and mixed paper, and metal cans. Remember, if you're not sure if an item can be recycled, think, when in doubt, throw it out, and put it in your garbage can instead of recycling. Visit ecua.fl.gov for more information. That's ecua.fl.gov, and thank you for being ECUA's recycling partner.
3: Advertising, marketing, digital marketing, these are words you hear a lot about. But what exactly do they mean? How do you get started? Where do you get started? Well, you can start by tuning in to the Pensacola Expert Panel this morning at 10:30. Join me, Tasca King. I'll show you how to navigate the changing and fast-growing landscape of digital advertising. This morning at 10:30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM
4: 1620.
0: Get news at the top and bottom of every hour with WEAR TV, our local news team and Fox News. On News Radio
5: Pensacola. Open bricks. We have a comedian in our midst.
2: Somebody asked me the question. Uh, oh, maybe I was maybe I was unclear. Somebody, I'm getting two questions on this. It's uh, did Trump. Choose DeSantis as his running mate, and the answer there is no. Uh, we don't know who his running mate's going to be just yet. Uh, somebody else, and I did I did I give that impression that Trump picked? I'm sorry if I did. I apologize. Uh, somebody else says um, they're, you know, why? What's the chances that Trump will choose DeSantis as his running mate? Uh, zero, I think, because and it's kind of a weird rule, but there's a rule in the Electoral College system under the Constitution that says that if you're an elector, you cannot vote for both people who have, you know, you can't vote for a ticket where both are from your home state. So it's not that they can't both run from Florida. It's possible. But they wouldn't be able to get Florida electoral votes. You're not winning the presidency unless you can get Florida electoral votes, right? I wouldn't think. And so they wouldn't take that chance of just throwing Florida out. It's a weird system. And I will confess that even as many times as I have tried to understand that aspect of it, I'm still not 100% sure of how that works. Because it seems to me like you could vote for... You know, like you could vote for Trump and then somebody else in Florida and that would mean Trump still gets it. So I'm just again, I'm I still feel like as many times I've looked at I don't fully understand why that's a ban, but it's not just plain prohibited. They could run together theoretically, Uh, but it's the Electoral College is the issue. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David
7: Pope Francis is calling for the release of a group of people, including six nuns that were kidnapped in Haiti. The pope asked for their release during his weekly prayer at the Vatican on Sunday. Pawn Stars cast member Rick Harrison is mourning the loss of his middle son. A representative tells the Las Vegas Journal-Review that Adam Harrison died of a drug overdose. His body was found last Friday. Adam was Rick's second son uh, and did not appear on the show. The Pentagon says several U.S. service members were injured during a missile attack on an airbase in western Iraq. Officials say Iranian-backed militants launched ballistic missiles at the Al-Assad airbase on Saturday uh, U.S. Central Command says most missiles were intercepted, but some, some did hit the base. Were you
2: ever at Al Asad?
7: Yeah, that's where I was stationed. The majority of the time I was yeah. there.
2: How, how did you How would you take this?
7: Uh, well, it it's terrible that it's still happening. Yeah, you it know, is. it's it's awful. Mm.
2: All right, David, thanks so much for the update. Five thirty here on News Radio ninety two three. Um, oh, very interesting. Just kind of it caught me by surprise because I didn't know. But approximately ten percent of drivers they call them super users are the people who are responsible for about a third of all gasoline consumption. So 10% take up 33%. And the reason that the environmentalists are noting this is because their theory is if you can get that 10% to convert to EVs, that would make a bigger difference in gas consumption, but of course, those people drive longer, and therefore, charging and distance of charge make up more of an issue for them, right?
6: Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The Republican presidential race is now essentially one-on-one: former President Donald Trump against former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Now that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is out of the race,
3: Ron DeSantis says he
7: didn't feel right asking his supporters to keep investing in him if there was no clear path for victory. DeSantis deciding to put his support behind Donald Trump, calling him a clear upgrade over Biden. And the right candidate for the modern Republican Party.
6: Boxes Brooks Singman, Trump and Haley campaign uh, campaign in New Hampshire today, the primary there is tomorrow. A man is accused of killing his wife and three adult daughters in Tinley Park, Illinois, south of Chicago.
3: Police say they received a call from the man reporting that his wife had been shot. By the time they arrived, they
4: say they discovered the woman and her three daughters and declared them dead at the scene. Foxes
6: suit Gusman. Neighbors say there were also two adult sons living at that home. Police say there'd never been a call there before. America's listening to Fox News.
7: Good morning. It's 531 at News Radio 92.3 right now. We've got... 35 degrees. It is mostly cloudy in Pensacola today. The GOP race for the presidential nomination down to just two major players now. Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out and endorsed former President Trump on Sunday. All I
1: can say is welcome home, Ron. Welcome back. To the MAGA movement where you have always belonged and where we will welcome you and be honored to count you among our legion as we go forward unifying this Republican Party for
7: victory. Congressman Matt Gaetz in New Hampshire over the weekend. And that leaves uh, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley now going up against Trump in Tuesday's New Hampshire primary. The latest polls show Haley with, uh, with respectable numbers but still pretty far behind Donald Trump. Firefighters credited with saving a man's life in Walton County over the weekend. Fire Rescue says the man was found yesterday in a home that caught on fire in Mossy Head. The man was unresponsive and removed from the home through a window. Paramedics and deputies were able to revive the man. He was taken to the hospital by helicopter. Right now, there's no word on his current condition or how the fire started. Family and friends of Kayla Atwood, the Pensacola mother of four, whose remains were found in a shallow grave last week, gathered over the weekend to release balloons in her memory. That happened at 12th Avenue Park on Saturday. The woman's ex-boyfriend, Mikhail Fountain, is charged with Atwood's murder. A fatal stabbing on Friday now investigated as a possible self-defense case. That happened at a home on 66th Avenue in Myrtle Grove. Deputies say when they arrived at that home, they found a woman with a stab wound in her arm and a man that was dead from a stab wound. So far, nobody's been charged in the case. There's also no update on the woman's condition. The investigation into that incident continues. And it is 533 News Radio. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast this morning. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We are going to be seeing a chilly start to the day, but temperatures warm up quickly as we head into the afternoon. Highs today in the upper 50s with partly cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures staying mild. We will be in the 50s as you wake up Tuesday morning. Small chance of rain starting Tuesday, 30% chance of rain with a high near 66, and Tuesday night temperatures dropping near 63. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, 35 in Pensacola, 30. 37 in Gulf Breeze, 34 in Milton. Our next news at 6 o'clock. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92 3.
0: News Radio Pensacola. Your home for informative, local, and dependable news and talk. Start your mornings off with the award winning Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay, followed by the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jake. Then get informed and laugh from 11 till 2 with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins, followed by the Guy Benson Show. Your afternoon drive is anchored by Pensacola Right Now with Joe and Austin, followed by Dave Ramsey. It's News Radio Pensacola. Heard on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620.
6: The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9.
5: Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, Barnes Feed Store, and Lucky's Pine Straw.
4: Here are the News Radio 923 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30-day period unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 923 AM 1620 are non-transferable, non-redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 923 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30-day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit newsradio923.com.
0: Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings before Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable.
2: If the state gives you the money, Is the city agreeing to take ownership of the property?
6: Here's where we are right now. As I said, first of all, let's talk about the word commitment because that keeps getting thrown around. Who's committed? As we sit here this morning, as I told told the media yesterday, the only money committed was a request by me that would still require us to take the land. So uh, it's $16.5 million. That's our best guess right now to, to abate and demo the buildings then no, I'm going to be honest and transparent and say that it's only $7 million, and no one else steps up, Baptist, city, county, if the stack isn't there, then no. But what we really should be focusing on is not, again, bickering because we're not getting the right language in the media. What we really should be doing is let's go hustle up to 16 and a half. I'm certainly invested in that.
2: So the ongoing conversation about how much funding is or isn't going to be coming towards the demolition of the old Baptist property before the city can take ownership of it, if they will has been, uh, as D.C. mentioned there, a bit of a back and forth between him and uh, State Representative Alex Andrade. Uh, unfortunately, I, in a way, because of our show, just trying to, you know, solve this honestly, and they just would not come to this agreement because, you know, Alex said a week ago Friday that he needed to have the mayor say these simple words, I'll take the property if you give me the money, and he's never been willing to say that, and he keeps saying a qualified no, which is, I mean, or a qualified no. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to promise that, but I do want to take the property. I do want to do the project. I do want to get the funding. I just can't commit to the funding unless I can get enough of it to make sure that I get through it all without having to put the, the city on the hook for 5 or 10 extra million. dollars. And Alex says, well, then I can't, you know,
7: like,
2: which I see both sides. I really do. I can't go to my legislators and tell them to give me money for a project that I can't promise them is going to happen. And D.C. says I can't promised to do a project that I don't know how much the end cost is going to be. So we talked about this with Alex Andrade on Friday, as we do during session. We always have him on uh, Friday morning. Uh, State Representative Alex Andrade, District 2, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir.
6: Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on, Andrew.
2: Absolutely. So that's, you know, I don't want to dwell on this too much because we've talked about it quite a bit already, but it's a huge project. And so you've said you, you're, you're obviously committed to helping get this project across the finish line. The county told me no this week. They're not interested in taking it over. So it's the city um what's the path forward now
6: uh, uh you know uh, if 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 partners like the state you know partners like me say happy to help here's the very simple thing i need um and it's and it's not done i mean like uh, the state's going to get some money it's just going to be less money and um you know best of luck to the the mayor and pursuing other sources of funding
2: how how much less? I
6: don't know. Okay. Um. But it'll pro- it'll, it'll probably be, it'll be less than seven or eight. It'll probably be maybe. If I already guess, it'll probably be around five.
2: Okay. Which makes I obviously mean, uh, climbing I mean, the sixteen million dollar uh, so, hill harder. But okay. All right.
6: the the the, the ask from my side was three. The ask uh, I think yeah. The ask from my side was three. So um. You know. I'm happy to just. Try and make the Nebraska's life easier, and getting about five, you can always get more. But um, it, that's what it's hard to Gas, um, just the word salad and stuff. Yeah, just clear. No, it's perfectly fine. No harm, no foul. We'll keep moving forward, and let me know, you know, when you are able to make that commitment.
2: So just just a follow up because I want to get to some of your bills. But if if Mayor Reeves won't say clear yes, we'll take ownership of the property, and with a um, a soft yes, which maybe I could describe it that way, you can get five. Why Why is a soft yes good for five but not good for seven or eight?
6: No, no, no. That's, uh, one, it's not a soft yes. Uh, saying they have, like, grant money in a bank account from the state, that's state money sitting in a bank account um, that they're also apparently willing to walk away from. Um it's, it's a hard no right now. Okay, so we'll, um,
2: rephrase then. If a no is still adequate for five, why isn't a no adequate for seven or eight?
6: The difference is, is that if I were the appropriations chair on the House side, I wouldn't ever be worried about being caught out as a liar. Um, but I'm a sub-chair, and I have to always justify my projects. Senator Braxton is the appropriations chair. He doesn't have to explain why he wants to fund. He can be more satisfied with a weaker response. I can't be.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's, I mean, it's discouraging, but I, you know, I, I like I said before, I, I understand everybody's side on this and I just wish we could come up with a better, uh, you know, end landing spot than we're at right now. Uh, we're yeah. talking to, talking no, I
6: mean, mean, to- uh, Like a, Oh no, I was, just, I was saying, no, we can, we can move on. I was pretty direct. I mean, it, yeah, no need to keep discussing. And that's
2: that. that's what I thought too. So yesterday, I was watching you argue your defamation bill, which I know a lot of people raise questions about. <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was interesting the part where you told them for the people who are criticizing the bill for raising the prospect of frivolous litigation or discouraging journalism, uh, you basically said, "Do y'all not know Florida law? We do have anti-slap laws in place, <laughs> right?"
6: Yeah. Um, so it, that 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 part was the funniest part. So uh bobby block i love Bobby block he works with the the um uh the first amendment not the first amendment foundation uh well maybe the first amendment foundation it's it's the it's a state organization that you know sports the sunshine law provides resources and advocates but he just he dusted off a speech that he gave about every single bill that they decide to oppose and had nothing to actually do with this bill and um so i, I, I had to get up there and, and just say listen the sky's not falling um we're just talking about which get-out-of-jail-free cards, people still have to egregiously defame, lie about somebody in a publication. I'm not even saying, like, there shouldn't be get-out-of-jail-free f- cards. We're just debating about which ones should exist. And then I had to go explain to them what the what the SLAP the statute states, like the SLAP Act states. Um, fun fact, the SLAP Act was passed, I think, in, like, 2011 uh, or 2013, Um, It was uh, sponsored by Jared Moskowitz. It was co-sponsored by none other than Matt Gates. You know, so, like, I always love when there's, like, tidbits of history out there. Yeah, both um, of whom are in
2: Congress now, right? The the Slap Act,
6: yeah, the Slap Act punishes people. The Slap Act punishes people who file frivolous lawsuits in the defamation space to try and shut somebody up. Like, if we had the Slap Act in 1963... Um, we wouldn't have had New York Times versus Sullivan because it, the whole purpose of that statute is designed to prevent those frivolous lawsuits trying to to prevent someone from engaging in open debate
2: and 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 that, you know, that's historically one of the problems you have had is that, you know, powerful people use the law as a way of stifling journalism or free expression. And that's where New York Times versus Sullivan came in. And then, as you say, the anti-slap is meant to cut down on that problem. And now it seems the pendulum has swung the other way where, you know, outlets feel like they're protected to defame somebody on the basis of anonymous sourcing. And that can't be the landing point either. That's what your bill is trying to bring back in. So I think I'm probably alone among media people thinking that this is uh, maybe a good idea, maybe a great idea. We'll just kind of have to see how it plays out. Um, I am... Curious about the uh, the charter school bill. You had filed that. This is the one that would allow cities to help sponsor a charter school, and you, that got postponed, right?
6: Yeah, so um, uh, I filed the bill, and it's, it's had a really good reception. Um, but at the same time, because uh, we're not sure how many other education bills might pass this year, I had to take on some pretty big policy and put it on to my bill um so because it's a little bit broader than conversion charter schools it's going to change the title of the bill from conversion charter schools to just charter schools and so by rule in the florida house if you change the title the bill can't be considered that same day it has to be tp'd and then uh, it'll get picked up next week in the same committee and um you know so long as it gets voted gets a vote of support from the members back to maybe it'll move on. Uh, but, no, I'm feeling I'm feeling cautiously optimistic that that bill might pass.
2: Okay. Um, I know you uh, sometimes, at least when you're in town and even when you're not, sometimes you get a chance to listen to the show. Um, and I've been talking a lot about term limits. That's a bill Michelle Salzman is running. But, of course, it's a bill that I, I believe you support, unless I'm mistaken. Um, I think she's supposed to put on an amendment today because the Senate co-sponsor of their version of it wants it to be 12 years for county commissioners, not eight years for county commissioners. I have spent a lot of time this week arguing for and against term limits. I'm very concerned. Not, I mean, term limits is itself an interesting topic. What concerns me most about this bill is that it's doing it through statute rather than through referendum. And it seems to me like if the people want to limit our ability to vote in the future by voting today on who we can and can't vote for in the future, uh, I'll live with that. But the legislature voting to tell the people who we can and can't vote on in the future troubles me.
6: Yeah. I I understand that perspective. Like, term limits is one, term limits is a topic where it's, you know, it's kind of six one way, half dozen the other to me. Um, You can make good, valid arguments on both sides for a lot of this policy. And ultimately, I think the reason you can make good, valid arguments on both sides is because there's no guarantee it's going to do anything beneficial. So you just kind of, you know, in theory, I support term limits. Um, uh, I'll probably vote for the bill. Uh, but, uh, I don't really know if it's going to solve any, any problems in the next, you know, 12, 30 years.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Commissioner Bergashi made the comment the other day that if you go look at the history of who's been in office in Escambia County, there's not a lot of major long-term serving, you know, <laughs> and which is true, you know, you get turnover even when you don't have term limits. So, uh, and I, I I sometimes think that people like term limits because that's their way of getting rid of certain politicians that they don't like particularly. I don't mean that the legislature versus, I mean, you know, some people here in Escambia County don't like certain commissioners. They like term limits because they view that as the last resort because they can't persuade the voters, you know, and that troubles me too, because, you know, exactly. but, yeah. but, but, but also the concern about the, uh, you know, the kind of the, the, the primary with multiple people and winning with the plurality, that structure is problematic too, for me. So. Lots of thoughts about this, obviously. Um, last thing, and this is just, a, I'm curious, you sometimes have, I mean, you obviously have your finger on the pulse a lot better of what's happening in the legislature. The red light camera ban bill that's been proposed again this year would obviously mess with Gulf Breeze and would preempt Pensacola's efforts to put in red light cameras that's kind of got them hung up right now. Is that bill going to pass this year, or do you know?
6: I don't know. I think it has to be a, I think it's a, I'm pretty sure it's a house joint. Um uh, is it an HJR house rent resolution or is it a um, I'm, looking I'm looking real quick
2: I'm looking real quick because I thought it's it was not band. but here, I'll, I'll see if I can figure it out find it real quick um, but I'm not sure but either but it, so if it goes on the ballot then it would be the voters would be
6: deciding I believe so yeah well yeah if it goes on the ballot then yes okay But I've I've seen proposals where where that's the case, where it's, you know, it goes in the ballot, the question of, you know, whether or not red light cameras should be appropriate. And we've had some proposals on that, you know, whether or not it's a constitutional question or not. So, um, you know, the fact that we've had these in the past, but they've never passed might be an indicator, uh, but this could be the year. (laughs) I have no idea.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's. I mean, that's fair. And I know that's what we're all kind of waiting to find out, especially here in Pensacola, as we're you know implementing this, but not quite yet. Uh, Alex Andrade, he is our state representative for District Two, southern half of Escambia County, really like the southern quarter of Escambia County geographically, and then the beachfront properties in Santa Rosa County. Alex, as always, thank you for the time. Thanks for the explanations of things, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Andrew. Absolutely. Five forty nine here on News Radio ninety two three. Informative local, dependable. If you have employees, you have a business, you have to deal with HR. You have to deal with payroll. You have to deal with health, dental, vision, life, disability insurance. And you want to do the best for your employees, right? And you want to do the best for yourself and you want to make sure everybody's happy. And if everybody's happy, great. Wonderful. But if everybody's maybe not as happy as they could be, or if maybe they are happy, but you wonder could they be even happier? Could they have choices that we don't even know about? Hey, that's why you call Torgerson Causey. They're a comprehensive employee benefits agency working for more than two decades here in Pensacola to help local businesses like yours take the best possible care of your employees that you can. I know because we've used them here for about seven years at News Radio and Cat Country, and they have been fantastic. Genuinely fantastic. They give us choices we did not have before, and they have given us customer service that has been outstanding from the start. So if you want to have somebody come look at what you're doing and see if there's a way to do it better, give Torgerson Causey a call, 433-9996. No obligation to have them look over what you're doing, obviously. You get the information, then you make a choice. Check them out online at tcbenefitsgroup.com.
3: Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. From our spectacular beaches to the miles of rivers and unspoiled forests, the Gulf Coast offers some of the best family adventure around. And the Subaru Crosstrek and Subaru Forester are the perfect family vehicles to explore every dune and unpaved trail in Northwest Florida. Both come standard with sure-footed symmetrical all-wheel drive to take you deep into the wild places you love. The Crosstrek is powered by a 182 horsepower Subaru boxer engine that adds plenty of go to any Adventure And the Forester boasts 9.2 inches of ground clearance to get you through every wilderness challenge. There's more than enough room for your gear and plenty of options to make the Crosstrek or Forester fit your lifestyle. In a Subaru, the destination is the journey. So grab the kids and the dog and follow your own path to adventure. Love is out there at Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at AndersonSubaru.com. Anderson's
6: got a
3: Subaru for you. Hi, this is Todd Thompson, President and
2: CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show that will keep you informed on what's going on with your Chamber of Commerce. Tune in at 10 to find out about our upcoming events, all of our different programs, and what's happening with our local business community. It's the Chamber Connection Show every other Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel.
4: The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Secret offers. Guaranteed returns. Over-the-top promises that you too can make fast money. These are all red flags that you should be wary of when looking at investment opportunities. Visit Florida's Office of
1: Financial Regulation website 24-7 to learn what questions to ask before you invest. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Visit slofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station.
5: Tune end to the Pensacola Expert Panel Wednesday for Fleet Street's inaugural show. Micaiah, owner of Fleet Street, and his guest Amy, the organizer of the Double Bridge Run, will be talking about running and walking opportunities in Pensacola and the new Fleet Feet location on Garden Street. Also, the services Fleet Feet offers. Shoe fitting, in-store fit ID foot scans, running walking coach training at Fleet Feet, and more. Text or call your questions for the Pensacola Expert Panel at 850-437-1620. Weekdays from 9 to 11 on News radio 92.3 AM 1620.
0: Guy Benson, keeping you informed of the news every day at 2, right after Mark and Gavin Robbins, on News ninety 92.3, informative, local, dependable.
1: Me and Standish in Redding, doing the anti pep rally. You know, we're pointing out that uh, violent ground acquisition games such as football is in fact a crypto-fascist metaphor for nuclear war.
5: Deflected in intercepted into the hands of CJ Gardner Johnson. Stay- it? Third and five. Goff. Enzo. Touchdown. for
2: Well, if it is a crypto fascist metaphor for nuclear war, I like it. Uh 553 on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. The Lions beating up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday was a pretty convincing game. Not, I mean, it was a little bit tight for a while, but um, that one... Tampa Bay seemed to be on the verge of doing something, and then... Chase
0: McLaughlin. 24-29 in his career from 50-plus. 50, 50 even.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound you don't want. That's the no, sir, no, no, not at all. Oh, man. See, I I have discovered this year, I kind of suspected it before because every year when the Lions kind of threaten to go in the playoffs or when they get in the playoffs, there's a part of me that's like, really? (laughs) It's like the little six year old inside of me is like, could it be? And uh, you know what? Yes, I am a Closet Lions fan. I don't have any gear. Okay. I can't claim to be one of these diehard fans or anything like that. But I don't have any, I don't wear any clothing that has it. Um, But I am, I was born in Pontiac. So I am, you know, from the area, I lived there until I was nine. We moved to Chicago, and uh man, it was just—it was just fun. It was fun to watch.
0: Much on defense. Second and two. Gibbs good move to the open field. Gibbs accelerates. Gibbs to the end zone. He's in for the
2: touchdown. Oh man, it's just amazing to watch. Now Tampa Bay had their moments, and I know if you're a Florida person, you love Tampa Bay. That's fine. On second down. That drive was crazy. I'm just going to Evans. Gonna throw Tevins. I'm going to Evans. I'm gonna throw Tevins. I'm going to throw Tevins. I'm going to throw Tevins. We've got a touchdown. <laughs> like, that was a crazy drive. But in the end, uh, Detroit picked him off with about a minute and a half to go, and that was the end of that. Uh, meanwhile, the Bills-Chiefs game. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a lot of fun yesterday. The uh, the the Packers-49ers game was, you know, somewhat interesting. The, the Ravens-Texans game was completely uninteresting. Uh, but the Bills-Chiefs game you know back and forth and back and forth and finally you know finally you have a chance right you have uh the opportunity to tie the game with a minute and 43 left from 44 yards
6: and now here's bass we talked to Sean McDermott after his one for three performance last one week kick. he has
3: tremendous and the bill If he has to
6: make one for us the game on the line he will 44 yards bass no he doesn't make it wide right wow the two most dreaded words in buffalo have surfaced again.
2: You ever hit a slice off the tee? <laughs> you know. Many times. The, you know the kind the kind of ball where you're like, I think that went sideways farther than it went forward. <laughs> yeah. That was that kick. That was that oh, should have picked the 3 wood. So, and that was pretty much it. I mean, there was some drama after that, but that was pretty much at the end mm-hmm. of that. 5.50. So, the Chiefs advanced, the Tigers advanced, the um, Ravens advanced, and the um, the 49ers advanced. And so, I'm uh, oh, sorry, not, not the 49ers, the, uh, the Green Bay Packers.
0: You're one. not going to bring up the late call, late flag? No, the no, Chiefs? it was the 49ers. I had it
2: right. The What, yeah, the what Chiefs, about the late call? Which one? Uh, it was a, uh, they had a, I think it was a late the- holding call that gave the Chiefs, uh yeah, the advantage in that one. So eh. that, that's a big controversy this morning. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna leave that for the defense Contact before the ball was out. But I that that's it's, all. Yeah. That's yeah, no, I remember then that and there was also a um was it in that game where Baker Mayfield was down and they didn't call a replay on it when yeah, he did that that, 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 that semi grounding play. Yeah. So I'm just saying it, you know, they they wash out. It's not. They're they're offsetting. Not they're offsetting. Not calls. Five fifty seven. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines, David.
7: And good morning, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis dropping out of the race for the White House and endorsing former President Trump. DeSantis made it official Sunday with a video posted on X. I can't
1: ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign.
7: Uh, The GOP race now essentially a two-person battle between Trump and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Uh, The U.S. military now ending a 10-day search for two Navy SEALs that went missing in the waters of the Gulf of Aden, The two are presumed dead with the recovery operations underway, and it costs a little bit more to mail a a letter now. Over the weekend, the United States Postal Service increased the cost of a stamp from 66 up to $0.68.
2: All right, David, thanks so much for the update. Did I say the Tigers advanced? I didn't hear it. I didn't but hear it, it, probably it either. probably doesn't. I mean, I grew up a Tigers talk about and Auburn so much, Pistons so. and you know Lions fan. But okay, I mean, if I said it, I'm sorry. Uh, the Tigers are actually not in the NFL playoffs this year. Uh, Five fifty-eight. They didn't did not qualify as they play baseball. <laughs> Five fifty-eight on News Radio ninety two three. Um, oh, did you? This is this was kind of a. This is sad, but it's a a story that a lot of conservatives have been excited about over the weekend. Sports Illustrated is laying off some or all of their employees. Some or all. Uh, Because the company that had contracted to publish them didn't pay their licensing fee. And so, everybody's going away. It's not clear what that's going to mean for the future of SI, but they have made some decisions in recent years that, let's say, have not sat well with the fan base. Uh, Having a transgender person be a cover model for the si swimsuit edition having lots of plus size models in the si and martha stewart and a lot of people say go woke and go broke listen
0: on air at 92.3 95.3 and am 1620 news radio 92.3 wnrp golf freeze milton pensacola